the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Common Sense Business Talk during the day. Then we kick back and relax in the evenings. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. Concern is growing about the vetting process for the thousands of Afghan refugees who have been brought into the U.S. The Public Affairs Department at the Fort Bliss Army Post confirms the report of a September 19th assault of a female service member by a small group of male evacuees at the Donna Anna Complex in New Mexico. Fort Bliss says it takes the allegations seriously, has referred the matter to the FBI, and is stepping up security. Senator Ted Cruz was one of a number of lawmakers pointing to the hasty and botched U.S. exit from Afghanistan. He said on Twitter that Joe Biden, quote, had no idea who he brought into the U.S. Ken Lorman reporting. The Hong Kong group that organized annual vigils in remembrance of Tiananmen Square victims has voted to disband, facing growing pressure from Beijing. This is SRN News. The Bell Squad radio show airs every Sunday from 11 to noon on The Biz 1440. They address today's mortgage loan process and how to navigate through a highly competitive market. The Bell Squad team with Bell Bank Mortgage is paying it forward and giving back to the community. Experienced lenders with the Bell Squad will talk with local professionals from a variety of industries highlighting local businesses and communities. Join the squad Sundays at 11 a.m. on The Biz 1440. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Want to enroll your child in Christian school for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com has joined with area private schools to offer half-price tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. The following program was pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome. King Banyan Show on the Biz. 1440. Thank you for listening. Job Saturday. Time for your jobs reports, everybody. Indeed, I'm going to let you a little behind the curtain here. We are, I'm doing this for you actually because I'm actually not in my office right now. I'm actually sitting in an office someplace in the Twin Cities and I don't have my microphone. So I had to, I had to get this down for you right up, right up front because Big job report. So let me give you the let me give you the the background and why I thought it was important that we do this one. In case you're new to the show, first of all, always 
thank you. I am grateful for the fact that you listened here on the Biz 1440 to the King Banyan Show. If you don't know who I am, I'm an economist. I've been teaching at St. Cloud State University since 1984. Uh, so I, I now say half my listeners were not born when I started uh, teaching at the university. And we've been doing a radio program uh Used to be uh, at the Northern Alliance Radio Network downstairs at the at AM twelve eighty the Patriot back in uh, back in two thousand four started this program here on the Biz and its predecessor uh, predecessor station back in two thousand nine and so for twelve years we've been bringing you finance and economics. The reason you listen to the show is because Job Saturday. This is that that day, and I never miss it. Okay, I figure out some way to get something to you so that you have the information about the jobs report right away, just as soon as I can get it to you. Oh, they took our jobs. Yeah, and that's uh, our normal sounder for for Job Saturday. Now, why was this one so important? The last two months, I like, you know, I was like, you know, a kid at Christmas waiting for the jobs report. Okay, back in June, I'm waiting for the jobs report because this should be the first one where we'll really see a huge number and we get a disappointing number. Okay, we get we get something in the 500s and we're like, it wasn't so good. And the June number we're supposed to get and that number should be should be uh, should be near a million. I remember thinking in July, right around the 4th of July, it's like it's going to be about a million. It's going to be huge. And it was. A disappointing 700 and some thousand jobs, which is a huge number, right? When we, the reason I told you the history of the show, when we were doing this show back during the great financial crisis, which is kind of how we started this show, we do handsprings for 300 to 350. And here we were being, being disappointed in numbers double the size that would have been a, would have been a fantastic month in 2010. So here we are doing this number now, and 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 you you look to see what the numbers are, what the numbers are, and the payroll numbers were were frankly just boffo. So so because you're listening on Saturday, you probably heard the top line number nine hundred forty three thousand jobs added in July, and you heard the unemployment report. The unemployment number dropped all the way to five point four percent. That is big. It's not quite as big as it sounds, and I'm going to tell you why in a little bit, but I want to focus first on the on the payroll number. And I always say to people, when you're doing well in an economy, when the economy is really growing, not only will the top line number be a pleasant surprise, and it was quite a surprise. This is the first month in four months where I've been saying, ah, it's probably going to be a little soft of the expectation and it wasn't. It was actually the first time where I actually had in my head about a 750 to 700 to 750, and and it came in at 943, so it surprised me. The bigger surprise, and maybe the first important point that you need to know about this report, is what happened to the May and June numbers. They were revised up, 31,000 in the revision, so they're now at 614 uh, for payroll employment in in uh in in may and then the june number revised up by 88,000 jobs 88,000 jobs in and of itself would make a nice month not a revision that is a huge revision upward from 850 to now 938 so the june number goes from 850 to 938 then the then the july number comes in at 943 so between 900, so about 1.9 million jobs now have been added since, have now been added since uh, June, June 1. Where are we in terms of uh, relative to where we were before the pandemic? The answer to that is 5.7 million behind still. We're still 5.7 million jobs behind. So the question must be to you, I would, I would assume the question to you must be, well, where did those jobs happen? Well, first of all, many of them ended up in the government sector. And I think when you dig in, those government sector jobs are likely to be mostly in, in schooling. And there was going to be a big, uh, a big 
upward increase in, in school numbers. Let me go get those for you. Uh, state government education up 9.9, uh, 9, 9,900 jobs. Local government education up 221,000 jobs. So it's a great number. Yeah. Some of this is statistical artifact of the fact that seasonal hirings didn't change so much because of how we reported numbers before. We're finally going to catch up on the local government education numbers. So honest to goodness, the 943, which was a significant, which was, which is significant. I am more interested if I were you to look at the number 703 as the private sector number, which comes in about where we would think it is in that most of that 220 ad from local government education is a statistical effect. I have to say, I knew it was there, but I kind of blocked it from my head and I didn't try to estimate how big that change would be. That had an outsized impact on, on the size of the number. So, okay, you know you know how that story often goes. We I, I always try to bring these kinds of things to, to the biz here on the King Banyan show, right? Oh, that was, you know, the comment says, well, that was good. Well, on the other hand, there was this, which was bad. Oh, so it was bad, huh? Well, no. On the other hand, there was this, and it was good. And I think that's, in fact, what's happened here. What's happened here is we are reporting the 943 number like it's, it's oh, wow. When, in fact, it's, it's, it's a good, good number. Understand, 703 on private sector job creation compared to the announcement on ADP of an ADP report that uh, only showed half that number in terms of private payrolls that they sent, they had, that's a, that's a good number. Had we had the 750 that, that I had thought we'd get, and we had within it 220,000 of this statistical artifact out of uh, local government education, then this number would be an entirely different story. So for me, the 943 isn't, wow, things are great, Woo, things, you know, this, this is awesome. It's more to the effect of, ah, we got what we needed. Um, the economy, the pace of the recovery is growing. Um, this is the first sign that, that third quarter GDP might in fact even top second quarter GDP, which I think is true. I was on, I was on the Hugh Hewitt show just yesterday on Saturday with Ed Morrissey. And my good friend, who's now apparently lit off to Texas. Can you imagine? Ed has gone to Texas. John, how could this be? I was wondering. That doesn't seem, uh, that was, he told us about it like a year ago, and then boom, he's gone. Yeah. I didn't see Ted going, or Ted, Ed, Ed going to Texas. I did not see that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I, I watched, uh, so I watched the uh, podcast uh, uh, instead. And yesterday I see Ed and I see the, the Alamo behind him. You know, I'm like, is there like some kind of joke? And I realized, oh no, wait, they've moved. <laughs> they've actually moved. So anyway, I was talking to him yesterday about, about this very thing about, about the fact that I think third quarter GDP is higher, he suggested it would go lower. And I'm like, no, no, no. I, I see lots of evidence. And my reason for that is employment has to pick up along at, just along with the, the easing of the supply chain problems. As people figure out more ways to get goods into the United States, and a lot of the supply chain problems are going to be solved by imported intermediate goods. As that happens, you can expect as well a lot of jobs to pick up again, particularly on the manufacturing side where they added 20,000 jobs on the durables. Uh, but, but, but interestingly, motor vehicles and parts was, again, basically flat. That makes sense to me because, again, they can't get chips. If you can't get chips, you can't make new cars. And new cars are really expensive right now. And they're going to stay that way. And used cars are really expensive. And they're going to stay that way. And that is going to mean, that is going to mean that um, I believe the third quarter numbers are likely to be better than the second quarter numbers. 
So this 703 for me now is the background. It's sort of the bogey that I'm hoping the economy continues to add each quarter because it won't get that that impact from the from the local government education numbers uh, over the next few over the next few months. That's not going to happen. But what I think is going to happen, what will happen, is uh, you'll continue to see production in goods and services, and then you will also, particularly on the service side, as people begin to get past Delta. And start going ahead and traveling and taking cruises and, and getting into hotels. That's all going to happen. More about the jobs report and the, and the household side, which was gangbusters. Coming up next, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay. Or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. Why not take all Well, 943,000, that's a lot of peoples. That's a lot of peoples added on the jobs report. We're doing Job Saturday here on The King Banyan Show. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Uh, we are... We're happy to uh, be visiting. Uh, I've got both uh, Sean and John working the board over here so we're 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 happy i'm 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 well provided for by my friends at uh salem twin cities always well provided for um coming up can you believe that it's now 17 years 17 years we've been we've had this relationship including 12 here on the on on the biz and <gasps> yeah and that's just that's just 12 on the biz 
12 on the biz. You've got that uh, Mitchburg fabled 15-year uh, thing coming up, that means. Uh, three coming, years. yeah, three years it's from gonna, now. That's like a blink, you know? Yeah. Blink it, of an eye. Blink of an eye. Um, it, it's amazing. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for listening. And like I say, every every first Saturday after the first Friday of the month, when there's a jobs report, there's a jobs Saturday. And we go through it in some detail for you. The thing to like about the payroll report, which is what we focus on first. And my listeners, if you're new, again, thank you. And also to remind you, the jobs report is two reports in one. There's one that comes by looking at payrolls on various businesses. Uh, about 6,000 businesses are surveyed every month. Uh, and then 60,000 households are surveyed every month. And I'm going to go to the, do the household survey in, a, in, in just a few minutes. But I want to talk just a little bit more about the payroll survey insofar as the things as you dig into the various sectors in the payroll survey, you know, everything looked like it was just, well, it's just the restaurant jobs. It's just the restaurant jobs. It's just the restaurant jobs. And so I take the 703 number. Again, we're going to discount the 943 to 703 because, because the difference between those two are the government sector jobs, which I think largely are a statistical artifact from having teachers who weren't working before and working now. Uh, I am... I. So there's that. But this time around, if I go and look at, and I have to, I have to do all this scrolling while I'm doing this, um, food services up 253,000. So take the 703, subtract out the 253 for, for food and services, the restaurants reopening and the restaurants now have bounced back. So if you think about June, the July report from a year ago, there's no vaccine places are open so it's not the crater of where it was way back in april and may but it's like they're kind of trying to figure out their social distancing i gotta wear my mask into the restaurant i can wear my mask out of the restaurant who knows next week that might be us again dang that delta but right now you've gone from having 10 10 million 46 thousand workers in that sector to 11 million six about 11 million 17 thousand workers in that sector so we've added almost a million almost a million workers just in food and services 253,000 just in the last month on a seasonally adjusted basis a quarter million of that so take out the seven take the 703 subtract the 253 that leaves you 450 where are the rest of them coming from well, it's really broad based. Wholesale trade was up was up just a fraction. Retail trade was actually down. Remember when we were seeing these big gains in in getting stores reopened? That's long over. Those numbers are flat. If you want to shop, you're shopping. But the thing that one of the things I'm looking for is I'm looking at the supply chain and that's been such a big issue. I'm looking for gains in transportation and warehousing. That was up 49,000 jobs. That's a pretty big number in that sector. That's almost a 1% add just in that particular area. And that's pretty broad-based. Warehousing and storage up 10,700 workers. Transit and ground passenger transportation uh, up 18,800 workers. Uh, support activities for transportation, okay, working in working in um, machine shops uh, for uh, trucks and so forth, up 6,200 jobs. Air transportation up thirty six hundred jobs, very broad based in 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 that in that particular region. Okay, professional and business services up sixty thousand jobs. Again, they're kind of all over the board. I can I can go I can go look through look through and find them. Uh, temp help services up ninety seven hundred jobs. That's a good sign. Oftentimes, when people are stepping back into the workforce after being away for a while. They're going to go ahead and, and take advantage of a temporary a, a, a temporary help company for a while, an employment help company for a while, and it means that businesses are tapping that resource, trying to find workers. Well, heck, they're just trying to find workers wherever they can. Uh, but again, up and down, up and down the entire uh, list of services that you you would think about, uh, you see. You see gains all over the place. If I go back and look in the manufacturing sector, durable goods manufacturing up 20,000, including uh, fabricated metals uh, up 4,500. If I look in the non-durable side, yeah, it's just not much at all. Construction, by the way, up another 11,000 workers. Construction can't seem to stop constructing. There's just building going on in lots of places right now. 
as high prices in that area are causing people to try to find additional lots. I was telling this story on another radio program just this past week. There's near the near the golf course I play at, there's this tiny lot. This very I mean it is a, it looks like a postage stamp. And it's sat there, it's on a corner and uh out its back door, you could just walk out your back door and you could be at the driving range for my course. Wouldn't that be cool? You would think people would be doing handsprings trying to get to that into that lot, but it's small. Nobody wants the place, right? And and so I know the landowner. He's also he's he's a he's a builder, and and he said, yeah, one of these days someone's going to ask me for that lot. Four weeks ago, I see they're pouring concrete on that lot, and sure enough, and I actually have the story. It's not a great story, but. Uh, an elder person who's a longtime member of the cl- of, of the course that I play at as well um, is downsizing as he's gotten into uh, later stages of life. He didn't want to have the big house he had before. He didn't want to mow a lawn anymore. So he's moving into it. They're building basically a townhome on that little space. And sure enough, uh, his first name is Don. So I'll say, you know, it's good for you, Don. Don's going to be able to have breakfast and then walk walk from his bowl of oatmeal off to the driving range and hit a bucket. Okay, that sounds like a great life. But that's that's the kind of thing that's happening right now because interest rates are so low and and people want to move, people want to build. Their construction business is just going gangbusters right at this time. So so up and down the up and down the uh, the list of, of jobs in the in the payroll report you can't you know you can't find a negative word anywhere in here now because i did the joke it before in the first segment of on the one hand on the other hand i'm going to give i gave you a little bit of a, on the other hand on the payroll report which is well some of that jobs that is just the seasonal quirk on local government education so you know, it, it was kind of like you had some empty calories in the in the payroll number. The unemployment number dropping from 5.9 to 5.4%, I can't tell you when I've seen a drop like that. Okay, except for the, the whipsaw of our two-month recession. You typically don't see five-tenths of a percent come off an unemployment report. And it did this time. And as... And, I said, well, let's have us a look and see what's going on there. Okay, so part of what happened is you had you had people you had some people leaving the, the labor force, uh, getting back into the labor force. So the share of people not in the labor force. So I'm gonna do I, I'm gonna do graphs that you can't see on radio. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, I'm going to have you have a, have a mind, have this in your head. Imagine there being three buckets of people. There are people who are working. That's the biggest bucket. It's got about 150 million people in it. There are the people who are not working. That's the smallest bucket, not working, but looking for work. That's the smallest bucket. It's currently about 88.7 million workers. Go back a year, that'd be 16.3 million workers. So we've taken almost half of those unemployed people and put them back to work. And then the share not in the labor force, that's the third bucket. And that's everybody from the college student to the stay-at-home parent to the senior who's retired. That's about 100 million. So you got a bucket of 152, you got a bucket of 8 to 9, and you got a bucket of 100. That bucket of 100 has been pretty constant throughout this throughout this period it went up a little bit it went to like 102 it's back down to 100 what happened here this time was that bucket lost 130,000 workers and then the number of people who were unemployed fell by 782,000 workers meaning that the number of people employed rose by rose by 1,043,000 workers. So 943 on the payroll number, 1,043, okay, 100,000 greater on the on the household number. You put those two numbers together and that and you say, "Okay, it really does look like it's a million workers. It's we're really right there at a million." So so as I as 
as I often tell you on the show, the number to watch is the participate is the is the employment to participate the employment to uh, the participation rate was up one tenth of percent, but the employment to population ratio that's the number that I really want to pay attention to. That went up four tenths. That is the big number to me. People are going to say, "Well, the labor force participation rate only went up by one went only went up by." Oh, by, you know what, one-tenth of percent, that's not that big a deal. That's not the big deal. The big deal is people who came off the bench, who are getting pulled back in the labor force, came in, plus an extra 130,000 workers who were not employed are, are back in as well. Those are very significant numbers. More on the household survey on a job Saturday coming up next here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year, finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Title or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Welcome back to King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Thank you so much for listening on a job Saturday. Uh, took a little bit extra for us to get this show to you today, but uh, it's well worth it on a jobs report that showed an unemployment rate dropping to 5.4%. Lowest, of course, since the pandemic. Still not in the threes like it was pre-pandemic. So there'll be a way to go. I can't wait to hear the Federal Reserve spin this one, but uh, we're recording this at a time where where it's going to be here. It's actually been interesting. Just just quickly to detour because I was going to do a, I was going to try to do a whole hour without talking about the Fed, but I can't help myself. I'm, it's, it's it's so it's so pretty. I keep running. I keep you know flying toward the light. Uh, it's uh, the Fed. The the Fed arguments right now about whether to taper in September or December. 
are pretty strong. It's been very interesting to me to watch how uh, how this is playing out where where you've got folks like uh, you, you've got folks, including some of the governors, which is kind of odd, saying, yeah, I think we might be able to do it sooner rather than later. You typically get a few Fed presidents, uh, you know, usually uh, Esther George at the at the Kansas City Fed, Jim Bullard at the at the St. Louis Fed are pretty, pretty, you know, let's get on with this. Let's start the tapering now. We need some of them are even saying I need room to think about whether we might need a rate increase in 2022. And of course, they're not going to raise they're not going to raise rates while they're still in the middle of the taper. So QE will have to end before they can raise rates. And so the pace of that's going to determine it. So they're having a talk about that. This report, this jobs report is going to play a pretty significant role. But remember, there will be one more jobs report before the Fed meets again. But this is the jobs report that will be on their minds when they go to Jackson Hole in about three weeks and have have their confab uh, where they really spend a lot of time talking about what's going on in Um. Well, you know, things when when people when people come back, that's going to happen. But that's not going to happen for a few. That's not going to happen for a few weeks yet. It'll be interesting to see if there's any announcement about that. But on the household survey, let's just go through some of the numbers that typically we look at to see to see how things are going on that one. Everyone says, well, what happened with U6, right? All right, U6 is the unemployment rate that inc- that includes all people who are marginally attached to the labor force, uh, who are neither working nor looking for work, but indicate they want to work and are available for a job, and they might have looked sometime in the last 12 months, but they haven't looked in the last four weeks. That number, um, that number a year ago was 16.5%. It's now down to... It's now, and that's when the official unemployment rate was five point was ten point two percent. That's now down to nine point two percent. So from sixteen point five to nine point two. If I go to look at the number of people who've been long term unemployed, uh, fifteen weeks or longer, that number was four point nine. What was excuse me five percent back in July of twenty twenty. So those are the people who would have lost their job pre-pandemic and or, or right at the beginning of the pandemic and have been out the entire time. That number's now down to 2.9%. So throughout the on the household survey, you've got more people coming back coming back not working you know not not working part-time job, you know, maybe not working part-time jobs so much if I look in and, and so if I look at the number of new entrants I noted for you last month, one of the reasons why that number popped, the number was not very good, was that there had been an increase uh, of about 160,000 extra workers who were re-entering the labor force. Uh, okay, that number stayed pretty constant from 942,000 and went down just to 930,000 up from the number from areas in the 700s uh, earlier in the year. So that, that number indicates that there are people who left the workforce and now are coming back in because they see those jobs happening right now. That's, that's a good sign. The number of people who are, who are quitting their jobs. If I look if I look at those numbers, those, those, the, the quit rate has actually, the, the, the quit rate has actually, uh, um, in, increased as well. Let me, let me let me go grab that number. No, that's not it either. Where did I have that number before? Doggone it. Um, here we go. Um, that number, the quit rate, has actually increased all up to about six-tenths percent are people who are, in fact, have quit their jobs and trying and trying to look, trying to look, uh, look at what's going on uh, in, in, the, in the workforce going forward. So that is the quit rate is is adding to this number as well. There's a significant amount of churn in the labor market at this time. But as I go through and look, I, the, one, of the, one of the things I've been trying to pay attention to is the number of people who are, who are working, who if I look at uh, the teenage unemployment rate, the teenage unemployment rate is down to 4.8%. Think about that. The teenage unemployment rate, Right, it's, it's, it's that that I'm sorry, it's nine point six percent. 
that rate is less than half what it was uh, a year ago. If I look at adult men and adult women, they're both at that very same 5.4% number. And if I look at people who've got a bachelor's degree or higher, that number's now down to 3%. Okay, so, so if I look and say, well, if I have some college but not a lot, that's probably going to be that's probably going to be a, um, in some college or not a lot, that's about a 5% employment rate. But when I tell people you should go to, you, you really should think about going to work uh, or going to college and getting your degree. One of the reasons I tell them that is if you get your bachelor's degree, you're un, your chances of being unemployed in any month are about 40% less. You've got more stable employment with that degree. Okay. Um but again, I'm, I'm looking as I look around, as I look through those data, uh, uh, those numbers are strong. The other place where I want to look, let me go. And, and again, we're doing this kind of like on the fly. So I need to go find this number here. Nope. I need this table over here. Nope. That's not it either. So let me go backwards. We're, we're doing we're doing things as we go along here. One of the things we need to we need to look at as well is going to be the number of hourly earnings. They were up uh, eleven cents, so that you've got an increase in payrolls of nine tenths percent. We're still seeing we're still seeing significant wage increases, up six tenths of a percent uh, in the month. Wages are rising as well, and this is all a characteristic of what a tight labor market looks like. All of the things we're seeing right now are just indicative of, yes, the job market's growing. I believe, and one of the reasons why I thought the number would not be quite this strong, and in fact, as I'm thinking about it, if I look at the private sector number, I don't know that I got it too terribly wrong, okay? So I'm hedging myself a little bit over this fact that this number number includes 220,000 of those local government education jobs, in July. So if you think about what that might mean, that's of course a seasonal impact. I think there's a limit to how many new people you can add to any business in a month. You have to interview them. You have to onboard them. Okay. It's August in my business where, where for those of you new to the show, I'm currently serving as a Dean of a, of a small school within St. Cloud State University, the school of public affairs. If I had to add 10% more, more to my workforce right now, if I had to add my school hires, my, my entire staff is about 60 people, 50 some people. If I had to add five people and had to onboard them all at the same time, that's a full-time job. And I don't have anyone who can do that job for me. Luckily, because we work within this very large system, I can pass off little bits of this to other people around the campus to do it. But if you're a fairly small business, if you're a and and if you have 25 people, if you had if you were the size of my organization with 50 to 55 employees, you're not really that small. You're kind of a decent sized organization. It is hard to add five to ten new workers to your workforce all at the same time. So you bring them in in ones and twos, right? I'm going to add this person this week. I'm going to add that person that week, and you stagger them on. There are some businesses where you just got to bring a lot of people in at one time. Construction, I think, is used to being able to add a half dozen people, you know, on a single day because they've got a big project that needs to be done this week. Uh, If that's your kind of production, you probably have a way to do that. I don't think that's the case in many other businesses, particularly in the service sector, where you add people, you train them in. It takes time. You're not going to expand your payroll greatly. So the fact that we're getting these 700 and 800,000 private sector jobs being added every month, I think part of the part of the reason why we're not seeing like a a 1.5 month is the 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 economy and the businesses that are in the economy cannot add that many people at a single time. Okay? It is a suspicion. I've got some I've got some rationale for that. Do I have data to prove that? I don't think I do. Uh, I'm looking for data that would help me prove that point, but I would really need firm by firm information. I don't have, I don't, I don't, I just don't have that ability to, uh, to do that right now. Uh, so uh, to add, you know, dozens of workers at one time. 
So, and I don't have the time to get the the I haven't got the time to get the information because we are adding people and we are opening school and things things are popping. So we're going to take a break here in just a second. Let me let me set up this last segment for you. I want to look at a little bit of the other data out there, and then what I want to talk to you about is is what should we take away from this report in terms of what happens in the coming second half? Because this was our first real peek into what the second half of 2021 is going to look like. It is what this report always does, and it's why I always want to rush back to the microphone and make sure I get a chance to talk to you. Uh, I think this economy is going to do this economy is going to do better in the second half than the first half. That's a bold prediction, but I'm going to tell you why. Coming up next, you're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround, call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more, the intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith DeCal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Stewart. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air Force. proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Bang Show, the Biz 1440. Oh, I haven't heard this probably in, oh gosh, maybe 40 years. Um, I think I still have the vinyl uh, in my in my closet in the in the basement of my house. Um, I lost a lot of my vinyl, but uh, uh, in a flood. But uh, but uh, I did save uh, a couple boxes, and I think that's still in there. Um, anyway, we're so glad you can listen to us. We're doing job Saturday here on on, on the King Banyan Show uh, this hour, uh, and uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, look. Let me let me quickly review a few extra bits of the jobs report. And I have not focused on any of the other data of the week, and I'm not going to because I really want to dig, want you just to focus on 
what this really tells us. And I'm going to take you, I'm going to take, let's, we're going to go really big picture. I'm not going to dig down into, into a lot, a lot of stuff. Hours worked is a, is a key number. If you want to know how the economy is going to grow, one of the things you have to look at is, right, you take the number of people working, you multiply it by the number of hours they work. That gives you labor input, and that's about two-thirds of what production is. And so if you want to know what GDP is doing, that's kind of the simple math of it. Hours worked is up at 3.8, 34.8 hours worked per worker. Average hourly earnings uh, average hourly earnings is up, uh, was up four tenths percent month over month, five, 5.2% year over year. So wage, wage increases. And I, I hear people use the words wage inflation. If you're the earner of the wage, that's not wage inflation. It's like, no, I earn that. And I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Earnings are up 4.6% year over year. So when people, when, when I was talking to Ed Morrissey, as I mentioned on the, on the Hugh Hewitt show on Friday morning, He's saying, well, when the when the sugar high from all the government checks ends, then the GDP is going to fall. It's like, I don't know about that. Because there's still significant wage increases coming through. I think some of this is sustainable. We still have a savings rate near uh, 10%. I still see nearly $2 trillion more in savings than you would have expected based on historical patterns. Maybe some of that some of that money's being saved because it's like, oh gosh, I never want to go through this again. I'm going to save some extra money. But I have a feeling a lot of that is pent up demand for certain things. Uh, I'm going to my first concert next week. Uh, it all okay, uh, Sean? It's the Beach Boys. Okay, the Beach Boys are actually performing in Waite Park, Minnesota, uh, and uh, and and uh, I'm probably going to be the youngest person in the audience. Uh, but it'll be awesome because I love the beach boys. They're fun. Um, the, the labor force participation rate only up 61.7%. And so here is my case for why second half growth could be greater than, than first half growth. Businesses have been saying for, for weeks or months, really that the extra $300 bonus of unemployment insurance has been keeping workers from actually applying. I am hearing reports and talk to a couple business owners them, themselves who say, I'm beginning to see more people come in the door applying for jobs. Okay. So I'm seeing some data. This is, this is largely local data from Minnesota. And I'm talking to a few local business owners in, in the St. Cloud area who are saying, I'm beginning to see more workers show up. I'm saying it on this show, and I'm not saying this much on my on on any of the work I do up in St. Cloud because we have a we have a St. Cloud area quarterly business report survey in the field right now asking about these very questions. So I'm I don't want to say it down there up there because I don't want to poison my survey. But I'm seeing I'm seeing that out there. Leisure and hospitality sector is growing like gangbusters and wages are increasing along with that. So in that sector, nine tenths percent increase. Here's the other. And so the unemployment insurance going off is part of it. Here's the other part. And then the one caution. You've got schools planning to reopen. And even with all the conversation of Delta, I know I've seen the reports Teachers in some of the larger cities and the big metros like Los Angeles or New York are, are sort of like, I don't know if I want to go back to school. I don't, you know, I could catch COVID. I don't want to go back into the school. I don't want to go back in the classroom. Maybe we should teach remote again. I think parents, and I don't think it matters what party they are. I don't think it matters who they voted for. I think they they feel like, you know what, I'm just done with that. Okay? You're taking these kids back. Or I'm just taking my kid and sending him someplace else. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find a charter school. I'm gonna go pri- find a private school. I'm gonna go find a religious school. I'm gonna find a different school because because if you won't take my kid, someone else will. All right, and they'll teach him in person because that's what I want. And I think that's gonna I think that's likely to be there. So that's one thing. That's that's there. I also think that childcare situations are getting worked out as well. Um, I think, I think that part is getting worked out as well. Uh, but, but school reopenings plus the expiration of those bonus benefits in September, 
I think, add a lot of people. So that's my speed limit argument. Is there a speed limit that says I can only add 700 to 800,000 private sector jobs a month because businesses just can't process more n- new workers in that short a period of time? The thing to keep an eye on that I'm watching the most is the labor force participation rate specifically for people between ages 25 and 54. It peaked out before before the uh, before uh, p- the pandemic in February of 2020. That number was 82.9%. It's currently 81.8%. So 1% of 20, there's an extra 1.1% of 25 to 54-year-olds who are not yet back to work. But that trend was rising and rising and rising uh, all the way between 2015 and the pandemic. Okay, so that number was high, but it wasn't so high that people were not that that it wasn't so high that people were uh, that that number is is sort of got a lot of air in it. I believe that number's real. I believe that number is something that can can still be attained. And if you put one point one percent more labor force participation, that's gonna be about that's gonna be about gosh, that's gonna be about one and a half million extra workers coming back in the labor force. If you can figure out how to process them over the next six months. I think that gets you seven and eight percent gets you seven and eight percent GDP growth rates for the rest of the for the rest of, for the rest of twenty twenty one, and if that is the case, and the unemployment rate will not tick down, will not tick down quite so fast. But we'll, but you'll see those gains, and you'll start seeing seeing those numbers being reported. That's where I think people are going to start changing their attitude about no wait, this isn't just rebound, that's still there. What does that mean for inflation? Boy, I got to tell you what, I actually am going to have to spend some time thinking about that. I'm actually going to kick that question off till next week, and I'm not going to give the answer this week. I think the rate of the, the I think, though, the story of the second half of 21 is is it was better than the first half. I, I believe that to be true. I think that it and if that's true, that has a lot of implications for the stock market and the things that you hear about. I think it has implications for inflation as well. And the things you hear about there as well. And we're going to talk about those coming up coming up soon here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. We only want what's Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures. Arby's are- Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-917-8546. That's 800-917-8546. 
Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.